Hey, Osiris listeners. We want to tell you about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD who support this show. Sunset Lake CBD is a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with sleep and stress without breaking the bank. If you haven't tried CBD before, take it from me, it's a game changer. I use Sunset Lake's tincture every night before I go to bed, helping me get solid, restful sleep. And their gummies are great for daytime. Check out their new Good Vibes gummies, which have just a bit of hemp-derived THC to help you relax and unwind. Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to customers. They have tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even pet products. By the way, their CBD chocolate fudge is awesome. Check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code TIME for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Osiris. Hey, this is Oteal. If you're liking what you're hearing, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get your bus pass for an extra episode every week. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Comes a Time. That is Oteal. And that is Mike. Today we have a really good one for you. Marco Benevento joins us on the podcast. I'm so excited for this one today. Yes, all you fans of J-Red out there, you know this dude. And he's got a new album out, I heard. So we're going to talk to him about all of that and all of a bunch of other stuff. So hang with us, enjoy. And uh, we are here on Osiris, home to so many great podcasts. Check them all out at OsirisPod.com. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, you can join Oteal and I over on Patreon dot com forward slash comes a time pod for a bonus episode each week um you can check out all of my stand-up dates at mikefinoia.com all of oteal's dates at oteal.com and uh we will see you out there on the road stay safe everybody And then I went to the dentist and I had a row of cavities, <laughs> like basically cough drops, like eight away. And I think I had three oh, in a row. and they were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I've been eating like a, like a kid and, and I've been, you know, stressed. And then they're like, no, but directly what's, do you chew tobacco? And I was like, oh shit, the cough drops. And they were like, yeah, you're basically putting sugar directly, a block of sugar on your Wow. I was like, oh, I guess and Re- Ricola is all natural, right? So it's still. I bet it's. I bet it's got some. It <laughs> sugar, burned a hole sugar. in my teeth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow! But that was a long dentist trip. That was a wow. lot of lot of gas they gave me. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, I was dreading going there, and actually everything was fine except for like this one little thing that they that was really sensitive for me. And I'm actually going to go back in in a couple of weeks and get it totally repaired. But I was actually kind of amazed that uh, it wasn't as bad as uh, I thought. You know, after two year, two and a half years of not going to the dentist. Anyway. I just asked for the nitrous now. Like I didn't realize that you could. Yeah. And my wife was like, oh, yeah, you can. I was like, well, sweet. I hate getting <laughs> deep Oteal. shots in my mouth. Like, yeah, kid, give me the wow. nitrous, please. Oteal, remember I told you they had flavors? Remember they offered me like cookies and cream or like French vanilla or whatever? And I was like, You're like what is this fish lot? <laughs> 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 you, want, you want to know a fun fact? 
I've never done nitrous in my entire life. No? Never. I was wow. o- I was always scared of it because right, my friends would like do it in high school and huff on these balloons and then they would turn all white and like kind of pass out. And like, and I'd be like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it scared me too for the same reason. I remember the first Horde tour, we were at this party in uh, Portland, Maine at OB's. Shout out to OB. And he had the whole band over and they had lobster and everything. They had this big nitrous tank and these huge balloons. And mm. I didn't know what it, I didn't even know what it was. Right. And one of the guys did it and just like, passed out and then let go of the balloon the balloon went you know that was like and the thing that freaked me out was the tank had ice it was frozen over with ice right and so i kept thinking well what will doing a lot of that do like internally like i don't know i just there's probably no logic to that at all but right i know know, i was super stoned on cannabis i was just like uh i don't (laughs) think so i'm fine i'm just gonna drink beer and smoke weed like dude same here man i was yeah. I don't want to do that. My friend's lips turn all purple and they get all white. And they're like, mm-hmm. and they like pass out. And I'm like, what kind of fun is that? I'm like, <laughs> you know, and yeah. People, but it's like people still do that shit. But a lot of my friends are like, oh, you should still try it. I'm like, I don't, I don't really have the desire to try it. And uh, I and think the dentist no. is the best way because it's like a little. They little administer way. like, and you're just like, ah, uh, and a it's, medical amount. Yeah, I See, think that's cool. Or just, just, or just, or just lay down. <laughs> or just get in passed out position and just do it. I see, if you do yourself, like, I don't know how much is too much. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd rather yeah. somebody that actually knows. Now, nothing's worse than when you're in the lot and you see somebody do it and then they hit the ground. Like, there have been times where you just catch someone sliding off a car or something and you're like, all right, stand up, like, pull yourself together, you know? I mean, you've seen those people face plant and you, you hear the crack, like, when their head bounces mm-hmm. off pavement that's not good man like oh, no dude, come on man. <laughs> what are we not. doing here I, oh yeah it's like why are we like huffing glue like in a plastic <laughs> what is the benefit of that anyway it's still i still has no appeal to me but yeah. i i but i haven't tried it so i'll try i'll do like the medical dosage at the dentist next time <laughs> we were or not if you could take it to school we were just chatting about, I was in Burlington, Vermont doing uh, some shows this weekend. And I was thinking about when I saw you guys, I saw a grab up there at the Essex Junction Fairgrounds, Gordon, Russo, Anastasio, Benevento. Wow. What a fun, fun lineup that was <laughs> at the wow. and pouring rain. Wow. I mean, this wow. was like shit, 20 years ago, maybe. Yeah, I like barely remember that. I don't know if that was the last day of tour or like the very beginning of tour. That's how that's how much I don't remember it. But I do remember <laughs> it was crazy rainy. Yes. And that that time period was really wild for Joe and I because we were like, I don't know, I was like 27 or something. I was I was young and we're like touring around with half a fish and I just couldn't believe it. I was like, Oh baby, my life is, I'm going to be so famous after this. It's going to be like, I'm going to have my own tour, but I think like when Joe and I go on tour, like we, we could have our own buses and, and we'll have like crew, you know? And like, of course nothing changed. I mean, Grant, getting a lot of fans, but I was, I was just like in shock in awe of that, that like Trey and Mike were down to, I mean, we were in a quartet together. We were in a, we were a band for a while, for a summer. You guys were we, phenomenal. We oh, I loved so it. Fun. Anyway, what a wild, yeah. uh, wild, time 
That was yeah. an interesting tour because it was you guys, and I, I remember it like with Phil too, I believe. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Believe was like the run. Yeah, you we guys would do a set. Phil would do a set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we would alternate depending on the night who would headline. So sometimes Phil and friends would open and then we would headline or vice versa. And we, and it was the summer and we were, and we were playing like the garden state art center and like, you know, huge outside places. And I was like, this is so cool. Uh, SPAC, Sarah, uh, SPAC, we played SPAC. Yeah. And anyway. Yeah. I, I did was that the first time you did amphitheaters and stuff like that? That was the first time I did like a uh, amphitheater tour. Yeah. 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 And what year was that again? You said, Mike? Oh, geez. It had to be like 2004 or five. Yeah. Way on back there. Maybe like that. I can't, I can't. 2006 maybe or six. something. Yeah. It, it's all like a blur. 2000, yeah. 2005 or six. One of those. <laughs> I went to That's a bunch crazy. of them. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was amazing. It was like a whole nother level of, uh, of like gigging and performing. I, 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 I wasn't nervous or anything because, you know, I've been touring and playing forever and playing with Joe forever. So there was that. It was just more like, how do you deal with sound and communication and like and like music in this crazy environment sonically? You know, it's just like it's just such a crazy different way to communicate uh, musically. But uh, 
And I remember after like the third day, uh, we all like had a huddle or maybe the second day we're like, yo, how do we make, how do we like make this work? Cause like, it's just like me going at it. And I had, I was playing like distorted Wurlitzer and heavy shit. And then Trey was also doing, you know, more guitar stuff. So it was just like this onslaught. And I remember like just kind of talking it over, like with the guys about how we should make it happen. And then we were fine from there, but it was like, we had to have like a, we had to have a meeting <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know, maybe they had to sort of t- help Joe and I, d- you know, deal with the, the sonic issues and playing in gigantic sheds and figuring that out. But uh, we figured it out and had a great tour and a great time. And, and, and to this day, it was probably one of the best tours of my life. It was, it was awesome. It's a, a, to me, it's mostly about getting used to, hearing it that way because you know even when you play clubs you know your rig sounds perfect yeah and in this club it sounds like shit and in this club <laughs> exact same setting it yeah. sounds okay this club sounds great so you're always like getting used to how you hear it in yeah. different places which you know i like the inner ear monitors for that it sounds weird but it's the same every time, <laughs> you know, like the weird, you know, versus the weird, you don't. Exactly. Yeah. I, I would rather it be weird the same way every night than weird different every night and right. not have to take that emotional ride. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense in, the, in a weird way. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 It's true. But like, so Brooklyn Bowl for you has just clearly like become something where it's just like you, that's the weird, you know, but love. Right. The home sound, absolutely, yeah. For for me, we we played there so many times. Um, right, yeah. You sometimes you just get used to the the weird sounding club that you play all the time. You're like, oh right, it's Brooklyn Bowl. It, it, there's no, I can never hear the da 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 and <laughs> like that. You know, and like oh, it's because we were also bowling and, uh, <laughs> but uh, and uh, yeah, Brooklyn Bowl is kind of an oddly dead sounding room for a for a brick. Yeah, it's a not brick. bad. Isn't it, isn't it amazing? Like it's kind of, I almost like wish it was like more, they like did so much to the stage that you almost feel like you're almost in like a studio on stage. It's kind of bizarre how, how dead it is. But, um, but yeah, totally. That's, that's definitely home turf. I've played there so many times with, with J rad and with my own band and with so many other people. Soul live as a guest. Oh, right. Yo, maybe I even did one of those with you, O'Teal. Uh, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 But, uh, year after year. Yeah. That's why I love um, Fox Theater in Boulder. I yeah. love the way the sound room sounds from the stage. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. It's just like, and because of that, I've never had a bad gig there. Yeah. yeah. Never. With all the different things I've played with. And uh, I just always look forward to it. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My new, my new, you know, I live in Woodstock, New York now. I live in upstate New York. And so my new sort of hometown venue is playing at Lee Von Helms Barn yeah. all the time. Oh, and and, and yeah. I talk about a great sounding room. It's just like, <laughs> it's like, it's like the Mecca. It's, he- it's the church. It's like heaven for every musician yeah. there. It's God. the perfect amount of, uh, of reflection and, you know, yeah. deadness. And, uh, they, I want a, a guy that t- was close with Levon said that he used hemlock, which is a kind of wood that Levon did a bunch of research on. And I don't know, like got deep in a hemlock and that kind of wood and what it does to sound. So he built his whole 
a barn out of hemlock and apparently that's why it sounds so good and i actually just moved into this new studio new space and i thought all the same shit i got hemlock everywhere no kidding really? yeah, yeah. i just I, I i finished my garage with all this um oh, look how all beautiful this, like, uh, uh reclaimed barn wood and like nice. you know rough cut uh all this stuff so and it's true. It sounds amazing in here. Uh, That's great. That's, cool. That room looks like it smells amazing. It smells amazing. You're exactly <laughs> right. It really does. It's uh, it, my friend calls it ins- inspiration station. Dude, all those keys. <laughs> oh, oh my man. god, damn! I got, I got look at this. Look at this little area. I got the, the Hammond and the Mellotron and oh, come on, and baby. The, the Whirly and the all sorts oh, of stuff. Clavinet. God. Yeah, I'm always making making music when I'm home. <laughs> it's funny because you know we like go to we have our job quote unquote we go to work quote unquote and we come home and we do the same shit but it's, <laughs> it's like after tour i like i'm like oh i'm home i just want to like play piano and like record and just chill out i'm like wait I, I was just doing that and like it's like somebody with an office job being like oh i just want to get back on the computer and work again you know it's, <laughs> that's how it's, you know you're doing the right thing because i know if i had 40 million dollars I'd be doing exactly the same thing. Dude, same Actually, thing. I'd be doing more. I would be. <laughs> you know, because I would be recording more. It's and true. writing more and probably traveling a little less. But I would be playing just, I'd be playing more. Dude, it's, it's amazing the kind of job. And it's so rewarding. It's so fulfilling. And it's. It's like a dream job. And of course, living up in the Catskills, I'm like literally the dream with my mm. studio and playing and the ki- my kids and my wife, we all get along great. And we all like hanging out together. And uh, anyway, yeah, it is, it is, it is a dream job for sure. You know, um, well, that's, I mean, that's the most important thing you just, that last sentence, I mean, all of that being in the Catskills and being in that environment and being in that air, I mean, I feel like that was something that the pandemic maybe kind of brought some people was like the whole, like, where the hell am I? Where am I supposed to be? And what should I yeah. be doing? You know, yeah. like, kind of had to like pivot and like, yeah. Maybe- yeah. Yeah. Luckily um, I was here and I didn't have to you know, do much pivoting because the only thing I had to figure out was uh, how to like s- survive and maybe get some, <laughs> some uh, money from the bank and all that shit. But, uh, but I was mainly here and, 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 dialed in and was like in a pretty great space to be quarantined versus some of my other musician friends like Joe, for example, Russo, he was like, he had the opposite experience of me. He was like moving from Brooklyn to New Jersey and had like a, a studio space that he could not go to. His drums were locked up in storage for like months. He was like, he like called me up like manic. Like I haven't played my drums in two months. And oh. I was like, I was like, dude, if I, couldn't play the piano for like two months. Two months, dude. I would lose. Like I would. I would like. I would. I would like have a mental breakdown. I don't know. Honestly, it would be. No. It wouldn't I mean, be healthy. So uh, you know, for all the uh, you know of all the musician friends that I know, I feel like I was lucky and fortunate enough to be here and not. I wasn't in a transition phase. I was just here. That's and great. Nice, but. Uh, man, like on the flip side, some musicians really had a difficult time with that. Um, that are, especially ones that are living in the cities because you can't, you couldn't go anywhere. Oh man. So, I mean, just thinking about how comedy was stand up just ended. 
Yeah, I just had to stop. And then it was like when we when we started to ease back in, it was like rooftops outside of a diner. Right. Like, you know, I did a drive in 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 Cape Cod. Like, I think that was the first show I did coming (laughs) back. And it was like, holy shit. And I was doing it to cars, doing stand up to cars where like applause break was like flashing high beams. Like, that's how they let you know they liked your jokes because they were in cars. Dude, that's that's so bizarre and so weird. (laughs) Wow. It's like sign language. Laughter is (laughs) high beam flat. Your flashers like some weird like Palo Alto science experiment like, don't laugh flash, flash lights if you like, yeah, this like, joke. like a close encounters like you know just like sound you know, they, they respond with sounds you know just yeah one of the one of the weird things too and coming back that i remember was uh when we first started to do the clubs again we had plexiglass in front of us it was almost like we were in like the pope mobile and oh. when or like a penalty box and the light the way the light would hit the the um, plexiglass, it would reflect, it was like a distorted version of me was looking back at me. Like, so if the I told a joke mirror. and it bombed, yeah, fun, like garbage pale kid version of me was like looking at me. So if the joke didn't work, it was just like my ego was looking at me like, you suck. <laughs> just oh like, my oh God. my God, dude, this sucks. Oh. Yeah, it was a really weird way to come back to it. But you yeah. look like shit and your jokes aren't funny. Uh, yeah, you're fat <laughs> and you're not funny. So. This is how they see you. But no, I mean, that's so amazing that you were able to experience it like that way. I mean. So is that how you cut your new record? Like. Oh, dude. I mean. (laughs) I'm like. Ground time. I like. I like. I almost didn't put this record out because I was like, is this really weird? And like. Is this like a, 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 you know, like a memoir of some musician losing his shit during the pandemic? Like, because like, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's like there's some weird moments on the record. And 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 I'm playing all the instruments. So it's like kind of bad because I don't really play drums and I don't really play bass. But I just went for it anyway. And that like tends to be great, though. Like, I know. I you know. Yeah. So I was, I I was so um, productive during the pandemic. I have, I still have songs that I haven't gotten to that I've written and made during lockdown. And I, I was just like, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't put this out, you know, like, I don't know. And then I I was just like, you know what, this is a snapshot in time. This is a crazy moment. You know, things are kind of opening up again. I feel like I should let people hear what, what I did because it's, it's, out there and not, I mean, not crazy far out there. Um, but you know, it's just a lot different than any other record I've made. And I spent a lot of time with, you know, with, with these tape machines and like engineering. I mean, I engineered it. I produced it. I bounced it to tape machines. I bounced it to my four track. <laughs> you I, went George Martin. <laughs> I went, yeah, I went like, it's full, like, it's just like, you could hear the tape piss like compressing in and out. Like it's, oh, it's like a whole nother ball game. So it's beautiful. I was a little like, I was like, you know, as, and sometimes when I listen to it, I'm like, Oh man, this is, some people are not going to like this, you know, and, or, you know, people are going to be like, was that a song? What was that? Like, uh, <laughs> so there's like, there's like, but you know, then also there's like, there's some tight songs on there, maybe like three or four, but then a lot, <laughs> a lot of them are like, little little vignettes of little ideas maybe unfinished ideas but i was like you know what this is this is cool i like i like it uh but i i had a little bit of doubt for sure um i think that's good though you know like that's colonel bruce 101 remember that uh, we did call them the mirrors of embarrassment 
yeah. And that was one of his big things. Like, you have to, like, close off, you know, magnifying glass, mirror. This is it. This is really you. And it's like, you can't let other people's expectations of right. what, like, is this a song? I don't know. I put on something. I want to, I expect to hear a sound. Yeah. Yeah. And if that expectation is frustrated, okay, I'm cool with that too. <laughs> you know, like, I, want, I want to hear it more than ever now that you've described it. Now that I listen back to it, I'm like, I'm glad that I actually did make a record. Literally I made vinyl. It's coming out. Uh, Kevin just sent me a picture of the vinyl and I'm like, okay, right. Yeah. We made the record. We did it. I, you know, I'm, I'm glad we did it. You know, it's, uh, Cause it's, it's weird. But you know, at the same time I was telling my friends, I was like talking to a friend of mine and I was like, yeah, well, you know, this is like kind of a weird record and I'm playing all the instruments myself. And he was like, you haven't done that yet. Cause <laughs> people would kind of, you know, who know me would be kind of expected me to maybe have done that already. And, and so I was like, Oh, you're right. I actually haven't, I haven't done that. So yeah, I should put it out cause I haven't done it. Heck yeah. Whatever. Heck yeah. But, you know, it's a lot more lemonade from the pandemic. It's yeah. sad to me that so many people like either like you oh, know, yeah. just flat out died. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. came up with this amazing batches of lemonade. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe Joe couldn't play his drums for two months. I just seeing him and knowing like being such a fan of him, it's like he must have been literally banging on everything in the house. I mean, that <laughs> must have been I think he was I think like he would if he was here, he'd be like, dude, I was just depressed. Like he yeah. he, he he you know, and he had like kids uh, his kids at that time were like five or like four and like one and a half, which is like the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you don't get any sleep. You're yep. just like, you're just a, you're, you know, you're both you and your wife are just full on, like passing the kids around. Maybe, maybe you get like 20 minutes at the most to yourself every day to it's do trenches. Some, yeah, man. I mean, you know, Teal, it's like, it's pretty, that's a pretty rough time. My kids are a lot older. My kids are 15 and 12. So it was like, yeah. we were like going on walks and like sleeping in and like doing zoom school. And like, yeah. it was uh, hanging out. It was like, I, I, you know, well, you know, Teal, like you and I are on the road. We're just road dogs. So it was kind of nice to not be on the road and kind of yeah. amazing to reconnect with my family. Yeah. Be like, yo, yeah, because I would, I would, I remember I did a, a, a 10 day tour and I came home and I was like, it was a couple of years ago when the kids were younger. And I was like, oh, I just got back. How long did it seem like I was gone? And they're like, I don't know, like a year. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, and, and like, you know, for them, time is so moving yeah. so slow, so slow. Like they're at school staring at the clock and five minutes is a long time for them, you know? <laughs> so, and I just, I remember when, when they said that it kind of like bugged me out, like, Oh man, like mm. I'm gone a lot and they know I'm gone a lot. So for the pandemic, it was kind of, it was amazing to like help the kids cook for the kids. Like, yeah. you know, like just like play with them and, and also, you know, try to remain positive because everyone's very confused yeah. as to what's going on. And like, yeah. Hey, we're just doing school on a computer and you just have to wear a mask and not see anyone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like kind of like, that, you know, not just wanting to make sure no one's in freak out mode, you know, and nobody, nobody, everybody stayed pretty cool here. Again, being surrounded by the mountains and all the greenery, uh, being able to open the door and just walk through the woods. 
it, you know, yeah, you got deer like coming up to your house and shit, right? Dude, I got like, I got goats. I got, <laughs> I got peacocks. I got chickens. We have like a whole farm. We have eight acres. Paradise. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it was like, Oh, let's get, I think I bought more chickens during the pandemic. <laughs> that was my, that was my splurge. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I should do this, but I'm buying more chickens. That's amazing. And, uh, anyway, so I, yeah, it was, it was good. Good vibes up here for sure. You know, I actually had a, I, I'm pretty sure I took a couple months off playing bass and like the same thing with kids. But then what happened was I started playing more than I ever had. Nice. Like I just like was up till four in the morning, you know, just, I just dug into a bunch of stuff that I had been kind of scared to work on. It just seemed like too big. And I was like, well, we got nothing but time now. Let's see if we can wow. pick our way like a quarter up the mountain. Wow. And then it was like, then <laughs> you're just in it. And yeah. so I was like, it's, I hadn't played like that since I was like 17. Dude. So I, I kind of understand where Joe is, even though I had two months where I was like, whatever, right. you know, I was glad to not be on the road, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was kind of, kind of a nice thing. I mean, now that, now that everything's open again, I'm like, Hey, uh, can we have another, uh, pandemic roll through because i'm getting real tired all of a sudden you know now that the floodgates are open it's like slightly overwhelming right you're like oh wait man like i've, I've been home i, I don't want to go to newark airport and get on a plane and then get in the cab and then go to the hotel and then go to you know all this shit you know it's like all of a sudden you're moving again and it's a little jarring you're like wow i did this i would I did this all the time. You're like, yeah. I, Do you I, feel well, like uh, it, you notice the wear of travel more? Cause I started noticing okay. it years ago, but you know, I'm like 57. I'll be 58 in a couple months. And I just, I'm wondering if post pandemic, I've heard some other people much younger than me be like, yeah, man, I, I need that travel day before. Like I won't do anything if I can, on a travel day. So if we are just going to rehearse that day, I want to travel like the night before. Yeah, no, I, I definitely halfway through rehearsal. I'm just like, Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. And that's totally happened to me. I'm, I'm, I'll be 45 in a, in a month or so. And, and so even though I'm, uh, over 10 years younger than you, I still feel like that, like, Oh, I still need a, like, it is jarring. It's like, a, you know, I do need that. Like we just did a tour. We, uh, we played the Westville Music Bowl in yeah. Connecticut, and then after the gig, we drove to Newark Airport. Got there at like I saw that you saw that right, and then slept from like slept from like one to five. Got on a plane to L.A. Arrived at ten in the morning and played Redondo Beach Festival uh, that day. And we were all looking at each other like we were like how like we would do that. <laughs> we would like do that, and it wasn't yeah. a thing. Uh, or it was a thing, but we would like do that more than, you know, once or twice a year, obviously. And, uh, and we were all like, this is so difficult. This is so hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm so tired. And, you know, like sitting on a point. Oh yeah. It's, it is, it's funny. So like eventually it'll, it'll become easier. You know, I hope. Or, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Well, yeah, sometimes you have to like <laughs> push back. I get the gigs now that say, what do you think about this little run? And, and I, I don't ever say, anything right away i get my phone out and do mileage and i'm like hey dad you're <laughs> trying to pull a fast one there oh totally uh, 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 uh. 
that's an overnighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know what you're doing, man. Yeah, I see you. Uh, yeah. Like, nice oh, try. You're the one that's going to be sitting at home, just like, you know, watching me do all the gigs. I'm going to be doing all the driving. And it's going to be like, oh, no, it's a five hour drive. And then you look at Google Maps and it's like six hours and 10 minutes. And you're like, dude. With no traffic. It's but not. Here's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's the late to bed early up because because you don't have any choice about the late to bed i yeah. want you to start at 12 30 at night okay yeah so then yeah. you're gonna play and you're gonna do your thing and then by the time you get to bed like you know we're not really gonna go to sleep because right. if i go to sleep i might sleep through the alarm oh so i'm gonna stay up and hope i sleep on the plane that's not you, you keep doing that over and over and over again Ooh. and <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Mike, and today's show is sponsored by Sunset Lake CBD, a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with stress and sleep without breaking the bank. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located just outside of one of our favorite places, Burlington, Vermont. For years, Sunset Lake was a dairy farm producing milk for Ben & Jerry's ice cream. We had them on the podcast. In 2019, they diversified and started growing hemp for CBD. And Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to the customer, cutting out all the cost associated with getting on the shelves at stores. They have CBD products for every occasion and offer tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables and even for that anxious dog of yours they have pet products oh i need to get some for my dog that's barking all the time but mm -hmm. i'll tell you this i use these the sour bears so good they are cbd gummies i literally no joke i take these every night they help me sleep and it's almost bedtime. <laughs> yep. And I still, as I said it before, I'll say it again. You go to a long show, you come home, my 42-year-old ankles are not what they used to be. And I rub that salve all over them and uh, put them up, enjoy a, a nice cocktail, and uh, just let it ooze right into those sore bones. And you know what, folks? All you Comes a Time fans, if you check them out at sunsetlakecbd.com and use promo code TIME, T-I-M-E, you'll get 20% off all products. That's sunsetlakecbd.com. Use promo code TIME, 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Thank you. Get you some. You can yeah. get jacked up. Well, and, and the thing, Marco, you know, the thing that, like, for fans and for you, I mean, a residency-type situation like Westville <laughs> Music Bowl, oh, that's pretty tough. dope, you yes. know? I mean, for you guys, too, though, because it's like... If you, you can draw that much, that's And you great. get to know the place, and they had a early start, early end. Those shows were like 6 p.m., I think the show started, and 10 oh, p.m. it was over. Yeah. 6 p.m.? Oh, awesome. Yeah, oh, dude, it was like 6.30 start, it's 10 o'clock curfew, and yeah. then like the best pizza you've ever had. Yeah, you know, baby. You can't even get it. 
That's and, right. Yeah. I'm you know, from New Haven. So, and, and then you could like hang out and like actually fall asleep at midnight and yeah. get some sleep and do it again the next day. Uh, but man, yeah. th- those shows coming out of the, like last summer when Westville opened and when we saw the, all the shows you, you guys were doing and it, it was just like, we needed it so damn bad. Those like were to your go first to sh- back, weren't they? Yeah. Those I were mean, your first back. Well, I, for well, you, for Mike. Yeah. 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 I, that was yeah. the first shows I went, concerts that I went to. And Westville is such an awesome, they did it so perfect. I, I mean, agree. they really did such an unbelievable job. And, and you had all the space you needed. Parking was like a breeze. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the staff was supportive. The music, the, the sound is dynamite. Yeah. And to be open air and not have any of those worries. And then the minute you guys hit the stage, Marco, I don't know if you could see it, but everyone just elevated and cried and screamed and sang along. And, and yeah. it was, it was, I'm sure that was a lot of people's first shows because we played for a long time and people were like, this is my first show in however many years, you know. Yeah, I've been playing for months and months and months and months. But yeah, early back then it was just like (sighs) really neat how like bands and venues kind of reinvented it a little bit and was like, if you guys like this joint, why don't you do 10 here this year or whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah. I think we did nine shows from like Memorial Day to whenever it got cold, you know, like, uh, you know. Yeah, sometime I was at a, I was at a couple of those cold ones. Yeah. But they were great. They were <laughs> I think cool. I went to four or five of them. Yeah, it was it was nice to finally like actually see an audience, a big audience, and play mm-hmm. for an outside audience that felt safe for us and for the for the audience members and and our kids and my wife came to that first one and we encored the first gig and this is grand. And this is like the first gig after like a year and a half or more of not really playing like a gig gig. And, uh, and I remember the kids being in the front row with their masks on and we encore with ripple and, yeah. and I had like begged my kids to learn ripple and sing it during the pandemic. For some reason, I forget why maybe for some like, videos thing and they learned it and they were kind of they like kind of hated the song they're like that is so boring you know and they're like but let's you know they like did it and and then anyways we were there playing ripple that night as an encore and they're in the front row with their masks on and their hands up like singing ripple and um, i i got really emotional like seeing the kids singing and yeah. seeing all the people and being like right I'm a musician and this is what I do. And it was taken from me for so long, but I love this, you know, as much as it's exhausting and it's like hard to do and be gone and travel. And I'm like, I, you know, I just was reminded of like my, my being and what my, what my purpose is here on this world for a while. I'm going to be here. I was like, I play music and I play (laughs) piano and that's what I do. And I love it. You know, yeah. and, and like you love it too, man. And like <laughs> to see the kids there, it was like really like, oh yeah, you know. And and that was another thing. I, I I taught the kids. I gave them piano lessons every every day during the pandemic. Oh sweet! And and, and had a tape recorder on the piano and recorded their lessons and timed their yes. lessons. I was like, we'll only do ten minutes, just ten minutes, you know. And got them into learning chords and and uh, songs. And Ruby likes classical music, so I taught her a Bach invention. She memorized. Nice. Wow. Uh, and, and Isla learned every song on Ziggy Stardust. She, <laughs> she, she could play the whole record through. Nice. I could put it on the vinyl on and just like leave. And she would she, like, she'd be playing the whole, she could play the whole thing. So 
they learned a lot during during the pandemic too. But just just to see them see me do what I love and everything be reopened again was was an amazing experience. Uh, it's the I, best. It really I, is. Awesome. I got back in touch with it too because it, I've. You know, the travel part is just, I, I don't dig it. <laughs> you know? Nobody does. And, uh, <clears throat> but I realize, you know, yeah, if I didn't, if there was no capitalism, I, I would do this all the time. And what, to see on the other end how bad other people feel that they need it. It's not right. like a want to them. To them, it's like food, water, love. Live music, music. you know, like it's a need. Yeah. And uh, I'm lucky to be able to like fulfill because I'm just like, it's like a video game. I mean, it's more, it gives me more emotions than that. But, you know, it's not like, I don't know. It's a, it becomes more of a a sacred thing when, when you see the effect it has on people, you're like, wow, I'm really super lucky. (laughs) It's weird too. When like those shows in particular at like at Brooklyn bowl at, 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 um, Westville music bowl, but also seeing that in different iterations. Like when I came to see dead and co OTL and like you were talking about, like people going like, Oh, this is my first one back or whatever it may be. Like watching those little moments of like, Holy shit, oh, yeah. it's been so long. Like watching someone's t- battery get filled up to 100% yep. or watching someone's tank kind of overflow and just tears rushing out. And it it's so fun to watch someone else go through that. And you kind of see them and go like, fucking yeah, I felt yeah, that last man. week. So, yeah, it's 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 big. Absolutely. It's super important. And uh, we had your uh, partner in crime, Karina Reichman, on too. And, uh, oh, nice. And Scott Metzger too. And Scott Metzger. Oh. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Waiting to have you. You got you and Karina together on stage must be like <laughs> yeah, the highest level of happiness and energy. Dude, not not even on stage, just in the van, in yeah. the hotel room, at the restaurant. Like we have the <laughs> best time together. It's like almost too. It's too fun, and it's it's crazy positive, and it's great. It's not too fun. It's actually great. I love it, and I love <laughs> Karina's positivity and her energy, and and then just going into our whole crew with my band. So we, we travel with three musicians and two crew, just five of us. So it's Karina, myself, our drummer, uh, and our lighting guy and our sound guy. And we all get together. We all get along great. And we're like, we know how hard it is to be on the road. And we know that really the best thing to do is just like be positive, play music, hang, be funny you know, be yourself, you know, and, and Karina and, and my buddy, Jeff Volkhausen, he does lights. He's so great. I love Jeff. Jeff is amazing. And he, I'm glad that you know him. He's, he's, <laughs> um, he's so funny and check this out, dude. I, there's a, I'll fi- try to find this picture, but I've known Jeff since second grade. Wow. So, so, um, so I, um, you know, there's this picture of him and I like winning the, uh, the minor league, uh, we like won a, the baseball championship in like third grade. And we're like under the lights in New Jersey. We like want to picture me like holding the trophy and like Jeff, this hat off, you know, anyway, we, so we go way back, you know, Jersey, Jersey kids. And, uh, so we just have a great time. Our, our whole, our whole scene is so much fun. And, and we're also, uh, you know, responsible. We, we get to the place on time. We do our sound check. Yeah. We, we have enough time to eat and, you know, we, 
make sure we, we, we have a driver that, you know, that can get us there. It's like, even though we're, we're playing, my band plays like, you know, Williams, uh, like the, you know, like Bowery ballroom, like 500 person kind of cap rooms. And, um, and that's fun and that's great. It's, but it's a smaller scene and it's awesome. And Karina did like a tour with, uh, some other band and she was like, well, my dad, uh, my nickname is Bunky. My dad's always called me Bunky. And I, and I, and I mistakenly let Karina know that now she, she always calls me Bunky, but she was like, she was like, Bunky, I don't get it. Like we have so much fun on the road. I go out with some other bands and it's, why is it not as much fun? I'm like, well, yeah. you know, I mean, that's how it is. Some, sometimes you go on the road with some bands and you're like that, like funny shit isn't there. Or like the, like the it's okay stuff isn't there. It's just like some negativity and like maybe some like tired and quiet people, you know what I mean? Which is fine. And that's how it is. Everybody's got their own thing. But she was, she was just like, is it me? Like, do we have like the best time? We have the best time. I'm like, yeah, we do. And you'll find out that it cannot be beat. <laughs> yes. Chemistry is just chemistry. chemistry. Off, off stage and on. Exactly. You know, yeah. No, it's, it's amazing how that, that works. And like, um, I gotta say like, shout out to Katie and Jake because, uh, there are crew guys now with our uh, crew persons with the uh, O'Teal and friends and they have this thing with each other, like in new Orleans and it's, and so separately and together. And then the way it just mixes with the whole band, it just makes everything so much more fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's like, like going back, we were talking about earlier about like music being your job. It's not, it can't, you can't quite call it a job because it's so much fun. It's what you love to do. So if you get guys on the road that are doing it because they love to do it and you're going to make some money, but like, I mean, we're not in it for the money. I mean, like no, you play music and you work at a job. And right. That's how I like, that's how I gauge things. I'm like, if you turn this into work, right. You've committed a, a true sin against <laughs> something sacred. Like it's yeah. play. It's not work. Yeah. Like we're out there <laughs> playing. Like you got to have crew guys that are getting along and like hanging out. Like, dude, you're not, there's no way any amount of money could equal the amount of work you're actually doing. Or yeah, it's a exactly. lot of money, but you're not getting yeah, that. That's, amount just, of money. that's a great point. You know, it's like, you know, it's like you with comedy, any, all this stuff, you're not, it'll kill you. Yeah. You can't you give start, your life for it. You can't be like, Oh, well, it's not in my job description to do this extra stuff. And you're like, Oh dude, no, that's not how it is. Like, <laughs> I just flew from the West coast to the East coast <laughs> overnight and played gigs. On right. The like, <laughs> right. I slept for, for like maximum six hours over the last three days. And you know what? I'm, I ain't in it. For, you know, I ain't in it for the. For I, you know, it doesn't make any sense the, the amount of money you make and versus the hours you're you're putting in. But that's not the point. The point is to have fun and to get along and to make the world better with music and like figure out how to get your friend out of their funk if they're a little upset. Yep. Make try the most. Like, try to make everybody feel happy. Stop the van and go somewhere and be like, let's go here right now because we're all freaking tired and fuck it. We'll be like an, uh, 45 minutes late for the gig, but let's go with that food and chill. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's a Tuesday and we're in Mississippi. Like, relax. Okay. You know, <laughs> relax. Yeah. You, know, you reminded I, me that uh, the last two gigs I played with my brother, Kofi, we did that. We went from 
the West Coast to Borderland in New York. Like night one one of those nights was its birthday. It was the tw- September twenty second, twenty first and twenty second, or twenty second and twenty third, and it was that West that coast to coast jump. And I look, you know, man, it took it out of me. Yeah. I could see it come. I had time to prepare for it mentally but now that it's way in the rearview mirror i'm so glad we did it because it's all on tape really and those are and you like everyone that ever dies you always go oh i didn't know that was going to be the last gigs that we played together and Mm -hmm. that was it we did it coast to coast over two nights so deep man no it's true man life is short and and you don't you don't realize that you got to make the most of it and be positive and like realize you know yeah, at any moment, at any moment, some shit could go down and you never know mm-hmm. when it might be your last gig, when you might not see that guy, anyone again. And like, you just got to yeah. be reasonable about it and not push yourself too hard. And, you know, yeah, yeah it's tough. That's it's crazy. That's wild. I heard the best, best uh, observation today on this podcast by his cat, Matthew Fox. And uh, he said, you know, we if we think we we tend to take every single breath for granted because we have so many breaths. He goes, but consider the first one, how much that first one means. Like if you've had a baby, that first, you know, (laughs) you're waiting for that (laughs) because they're in liquid before that. And he goes and consider your last one, you know, like if if someone in your life that you love passes that last breath, he goes, but everyone in between is just as significant, but we're just not grateful for him. And I was on the bike this morning thinking about that. Like my head was going, I was like, Hey man, these breaths are just as good as that first one. And your last one will be. So, you know, enjoy these two brother. And just that thought has helped me. It's going to help me reclaim a lot. That's that's me right now. I I like that. I'm going to, that's going to be in my bag for sure. I like you guys do that innately like you and Karina, when we had Karina and I was like, God, you're like a unicorn. She's like, well, you can't be addicted to what you haven't tried. Like I'm already here. And oh, I was like, she said, wow. she said, I wrote down something she said in my phone and I kept it as a, she said like, she's found foundationally calm or something like that. Oh. Remember that OTL? Like she said, she just comes from like a foundationally Gave calm a place. And I was like, I didn't even know that place existed. <laughs> like, that's amazing. You could be foundationally calm. <laughs> like, I just, yeah, that's called great parents that's called great parents i I literally was gonna say the same thing i mean fortunately (laughs) karina and i both and jeff and a lot of the guys that we travel with come from like really good families you know um uh, karina's parents are incredibly nice and supportive and super cute and just like come to all the gigs and and uh my mom and my dad are very supportive my dad loves to sing and you know, there's a piano at their house. So whenever I go, I play piano. My dad sings Neapolitan music with me. He loves singing operatic yeah. Italian music, and Jesus. like, and we love eating what we eat so well together. And we <laughs> and we 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 show off uh, food to each other. And uh, my parents luckily have moved up to the Hudson Valley, so they live close to me now, so we can hang out all the time. But yeah, you're right, Oteil. It, it is like good, you know parenting you know parents being around parents being supportive parents being a little bit in your face you know like what are you doing mm-hmm. what are you doing is it you know just kind of keep keeping you in check 
That should be the interview process from now on. It's like, we don't want to meet you. We want to meet your parents. <laughs> we want to see where you came from. <laughs> a lot of people can fake it. And then when you get to know them, it's like, oh, fuck, well, it's yeah, funny because it, it breaks both ways, though. Like, I know some people who yes. are the best best dad because yeah. they had the worst I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like I know everything wow. not to do and right. I, it's just but sometimes it breaks the other most of the time probably it breaks the other way like you carry the same scar that they carried sure. and now you got to like dig out of that and you don't even know where they got it from right Wow. You know, like, yeah. Marco, just like we celebrate every breath, I celebrate every slice of pizza. <laughs> and I need to know that since you've been spending all this time in New Haven, do you have a favorite? I know it's a very, you know, contentious and tumultuous conversation, <laughs> New Haven pizza. But, um, you well, know, I mean, Frank are you partial to any? Frank Pepe's is like the, is the best, right? I mean, yeah. Well. That. Um, but, I, you know, I don't. Honestly, I don't have that much experience with it except for playing at Westville and then getting after show pizza. And honestly, it might even just come from like the pizza truck that's right out there. And that's still so amazing. Yeah. I just like that. It's really thin. The slices are small. They just it's not too anything. It's just really great. But uh, so I, I, I like know about it and love it, but I, I couldn't pinpoint. I had an amazing experience at Frank uh, Pepe's on a tour and I thought that was great. Okay. Um, what about you? Do you, do you have a, oh, huh. well, <laughs> I grew up in the area, so okay, I kind of, so, um, you know, I've yeah. had them all 10 million times. Okay. Uh, there's probably five or six, like really dynamite places that are, uh, in the new Haven area. And I, it would depend on consistency. It would depend on how long the line is, what season it is, it, where the parking was. I mean, there was a lot of different stuff that goes into it, but, uh, <laughs> it's like a serious thing. <laughs> oh, it's 1 million percent serious. Othiel. There were like, it, it, it Growing up, it was like, oh, they're not, you know, they don't like modern. We don't talk to them, you know, but, uh, that was like the, th the one thing that I would get like, uh, you know, pretty serious about, but next time you're in town, yeah. maybe I can bring you guys a couple of different, uh, you know, we'll do a blind taste test and we'll see. Oh, dude, I would we'll love record it. That. I would yeah. love that. Um, yeah, I would love that. Uh, my, my one, one thing I learned to do, to do during the pandemic is, or is I is to make a really damn good pizza because my my mm -hmm. dad and my grandma my grandma made amazing pizza but my dad had to make it the way this italian way which is basically like a pizza which is like kind of like a tomato pie like not much cheese at all it's just like yeah, a grated cheese on top yeah just a little parmesan on top but mainly just sauce and like not too thin not too thick but like uh Anyway, that was a, that was a, I like took, took pizza making like lessons with my dad. He came over and showed me nice. how to, and one of the biggest tools that I didn't even really realize with making it a pizza, the way that we like to make it is the, the paintbrush. Cause you could, you dip it in the olive mm, oil, olive and, oil. And you're constantly going around the crust. You're like pulling it out of the oven, putting more olive that's oil. How it gets, it, uh, that's how it gets, that's how it gets golden. That's how it gets golden. And, and it's so hungry. Okay, so can we do this? We want to do a comes a time special. 
Oh my God. Cooking with Marco Benevento. Yes. And just give us all a pizza. Le- it could be short. Just Dude. give us a pizza lesson. Dude. We'll all be in our kitchen with. <laughs> send us like what we got to get ahead of time. Let's <laughs> totally do that. I would so love cool. that so much, dude. So Absolutely. I love cooking and I love the art of you know, just, it's like simple food. It's just flour, water. You know, it's like not, not much. It's cheap stuff. Yeah. But that's a, it's a whole thing. Like art. I could pass it to my kids. It's the art. Yeah. Like, you know, one day I'll be like, Nigel, let me show you this. Come man. closer. Let me tell that's, you what Marco I learned Benavento this from Marco. Me. Oh, let me do it from his one grandmother. Day, one day yeah. we will teach your children what Marco has taught me. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I love that. I love, I love well, in the, in the ingredients and the quality of everything, like where you're living right now. I mean, you're getting legitimately the freshest shit that you could possibly, I mean, the eggs are from like your chickens and your chicken oh, yeah. is from your chickens and you're exactly. I have yet to do that. But, uh, I mean, you don't really know. Right? It would traumatize the kids to kill them. They have, you name the chickens. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. oh, there yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Those are like yeah. the houses they live in. And, uh, oh, I can probably, well, whatever. I, a, I, I built a huge peacock palace for, for these peacocks and they're pretty cool. The peacock palace. When yeah. I was on, when I was, uh, when I visited Kesey's farm in Oregon before he died, that was one of the what, most amazing things was, was the amount of peacock that he had in his yard. I mean, just hundreds and hundreds of times. Like, it was like it's seeing cool. a, like everything. Even the animals had to be psychedelic that were on his farm. You know what I mean? Like he had to pick the trippiest looking birds to <laughs> Dude, be there. I, I like, I've had nice. one of I'm sorry. I, I have, I've had one of these peacocks since it was literally like this big, I can hold it in the palm of my hand. And wow. now, now it's, you know, an enormous bird that has the, the spread of like over six feet tall and every time i go i go in there he puts his head down like this and he like shakes it a little and i and i, and I go hey george because his name is george mcfly <laughs> and i put my hand out and i could pet him he's like on his perch yeah. and he's got his head down and his like you know his, his talons are like the size of my hands they're like enormous and he's got his like this beautiful blue and green bird with these markings it's like such a gorgeous animal and he's just like letting me like pet him like on the neck but he's just like he's like uh, closing his eye like kind of like anyway it's it's so cool to have like these psychedelic animals even the goats are like psychedelic looking in their their pupils are like rectangles and uh and they're just so yeah i i, I love that element i really love going outside and feeding the animals and maybe uh hey daddy Hey, I gotta tell him. Look, my dad. Hey, this is. I was just talking. I'm doing an interview. I was just telling you about my pizza. How you doing? That's OT. Thank you. How you doing, Dad? I know this is a podcast. Hello. How you doing? How you doing? I dropped a, I dropped something that mommy gave me. Oh, thank you. We should let you guys go visit. Yeah, that's okay because we're right in an hour anyway. It's perfect. Wow. We're, we, were, we were hearing about the pizza, the pizza that you make, and the, he gave away the family secret, the paintbrush of olive oil. The olive oil paintbrush. I tell you what, I'm having, I'm, I'm, I'm having really a hard time getting down the elixir d'amor, una furtiva lacrima, dagli occhi suoi spunto. 
and I'm going to tell them, let's get something simpler. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll figure that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's the family secret. He's right all there. yours. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Of course. Okay, I'll okay, wait. Okay. Finish. Finish. Go, go inside. I'll, I'll uh, come right out. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. So cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. We normally play tennis on, on Wednesdays, and but we didn't today. So, uh, oh, well, go ahead yeah, with yeah. dad. That's yeah. The, you guys go play tennis, yeah, man. We don't uh, want to keep now, you from your father. Now we know where, where, <laughs> where it all comes from. No, yeah. it, it, it's an amazing life He's up awesome. here. I love it. I love my dad. I'll stop by and be like, I got you these oysters, you know, <laughs> here, I got you this good olive oil. You have olive oil. I'm like, yeah, you gave me a can of olive oil like a week ago. I still have olive oil. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's great. It, it's, we're really, we're really fortunate to have, uh, all the all of the folks up here and and so and your the, pandemic was basically a dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I, it's hard to say that knowing how many musicians had a hard time with. But, <laughs> hey, man, it's okay. Yeah. Yin and Yang, you know. This is what, this is what happened. I was like, all right, I'm getting a bigger studio. Awesome. <laughs> God, but, uh, well, man. thank you for uh, all of it. I mean, the, yeah. you've, you've been, uh, your music's phenomenal. Your energy's amazing and needed. And oh, uh, so please needed. keep coming to New Haven. And I will bring you uh, Sally's and Modern and Bar and Peppies and Zupartis. And we'll put some, uh, some, some, uh, Blindfold. I, blindfold on and we'll do a taste test and we'll decide what your favorite pizza what the band's favorite pizza is. I would love to do that. I love eating. I love <laughs> I love trying. I love, I really love pizza. As a matter of fact, we're having pizza tonight, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, bless you, brother. Thank you so uh, much, man. Bless you, OTL. So good to see you. I'm glad you're doing great and killing it out there as always. And I can't wait to play music with you. It's one of these Same days. Same here. <laughs> Same here. All right, you have a good one, brother. All right, man. Thanks, you, guys. Man. Enjoy your day. Yeah. Bye. See you later. Osiris. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.